Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, with sports betting season in full force with football here, you need a sports book with integrity and longevity like BetUS. You may already know this, but BetUS has been pioneers in the sports book industry for almost three decades, thriving and paying their loyal customer base. That is BETUS.com, and they have loads of bonuses. Join now or call 1 800 69 BetUS. That is 800 MyBetUS. You receive 125% sign up bonus by using bonus code SST125. That's SST125. They have re-up and referral bonuses. Also, BetUS is known among America's favorite sportsbook for lots of reasons. Bet on team and player props, loads of NFL futures, UFC matches, PGA golf, live betting on most sports. The online casino has hundreds of games. The race books has all the horse tracks. They have every bet type imaginable. Follow my lead and get your phone, online, and sports betting partner with integrity and longevity like I did. BetUS. You bet. You win. You get paid. Bet U.S. In the South, it's always college football season. And the king of college football reigns supreme all year long. Southern Sports Today proudly presents the Chuck Oliver Show. It's an inside look at everything college football. Now live from Atlanta, Georgia, it's time to talk college football with the reigning king of college football, Chuck Oliver, on Southern Sports Today. And this is how $16.9 million can seem like a bargain. It is the Chuck Oliver Show on a Wednesday. Hope everybody is having a glorious existence today. Wherever you're listening to us, could be in Valdosta, Georgia, could be in Auburn, Alabama, could be, um, oh gosh, yonder in Chattanooga, who knows. Uh, Wherever it is, I appreciate you uh, getting in for your two hours of college football conversation. Dan was in for me yesterday. Dan, I appreciate it. Yeah, not a problem, man. I think we kept it on the tracks. All right. Uh, No to the standard two questions? Yeah, we're all good. Okay, good. Um, I appreciate that. Uh, this is how $16.9 million can seem like a bargain. Hmm, well, it depends. If Patrick Mahomes decided that, you know what, I'm just feeling just a little overblessed. I'm going to go back to the Chiefs and say, let's tear up my contract. I'm going to work for $16.9 million instead of the $42 million you're paying me. The Chiefs would go, uh, it works for us. Now, the NFLPA would lose their mind. But the Chiefs would say, yeah, it works for us. Sixteen point nine for Mahomes? That's a bargain. Mm. I- I'm saying a real bargain, as in $16.9 million that we're going to pay out for nothing. 
What do we get for our 16.9? No, no, no. The point is we don't want anything for our 16.9. Chuck, what are you talking about? I'm talking about that's what LSU is going to pay a very drama-free 16.9 million that LSU is going to pay its soon-to-be former head coach Ed Ogeron. And you're paying him, and I mean this in a literal way, folks. What do you want from Ed for the 16.9? Literally, not, we don't want anything more from you, Ed. In fact, we're going to pay you 16.9 so that you will stop doing what you've been doing here. And we can do it on friendly-ish terms that allows you to be the Cajun coach forever and ever. Amen. And it doesn't completely ruin the relationship. And just stop doing the job that we've been paying you to do. We're going to pay you to not do We don't want you doing it anymore. And we'll give you 16.9. See, this is how that can actually be a bargain. If you have not seen the latest, oh, and I do mean just the latest, uh, from Jeremy Pruitt's attorney, he has set an October 29th deadline for settlement by Tennessee and says the volunteers are facing a lawsuit that could, quote, cripple them for decades. And he's talking about the entire athletic department. Now, I don't know the specifics of whatever Jeremy Pruitt's attorney and he would release, but but I'm, I'm going to tell you, this is from, I, you could read it in the Knoxville papers, I'm quite certain. Um, I'm reading from Mark Schlebaugh and Chris Lowe, two guys who have covered the SEC for more than a minute, and they do a great job. He has given the attorney representing former coach Jeremy Pruitt, attorney Michael Lyons of Dallas. He also represented David Beatty, who successfully litigated versus Kansas and got his money, and I think David Beatty was in the right there. Uh, Kansas was trying to be slippery and get out of paying a very relatively small sum, and they wound up paying almost all of it. Um, this is different to me. Now, uh, the attorney, Michael Lyons, says Tennessee has until the university has until October 29th to reach a financial settlement, uh, face a lawsuit that will include, quote, details, myriad NCAA rules violations and other sports that would result in debilitating sanctions. Now, again, this is Lyons, the attorney for Jeremy Pruitt. A public lawsuit, this is all going to be threat. Everything that you see, you know, here coming out of my mouth, it's all based around threat. A public lawsuit with its related discovery, document uh, productions, depositions, disclosures, court file, no win situation for UT. Even if UT prevails on its claim defense to the contract, which is unlikely, the public revelations from the lawsuit will invariably embarrass Tennessee. He's saying what we all know. There are so many times that you bring a legal action simply because you know the other party would like to just make this go away, please. I talked about several years ago the just the juxtaposition, the contradiction between the situations at Tennessee when they were being sued on Title IX, like federal lawsuits. Title IX, failure to protect female students, basically is what it was saying. And um, was that Hart that was up there? And so you had, like, super serious federal law lawsuits, not 
rule breakers, lawsuits. Plural. Multiple women saying X, Y, Z. All Ole Miss had was, uh, they broke some rules. That's all. Somebody broke federal law involved potentially physical harm, psychological harm for decades to multiple females. Ole Miss, uh, somebody got a light bill paid. Larry Tunsil got a car. Hugh Freeze got whatever he got. Do you know the irony there? To me, the contrary. Tennessee, with like real life, real world, stays with you forever and ever. Amen. They could write a check and make it all go away, and they did. They settled those lawsuits. We're facing big-time serious stuff. Check. Here's some money. Go away. Ole Miss was like, could we just write a check, make this go away? We would like to write a check to the NCAA just to make these recruiting violations go away. That's what it is, folks. And so we always know that the threat of shining a light, I'm going to open the curtains and let everybody see. Says the public revelations from the lawsuit will invariably embarrass UT, its athletic department, the administration, blah, blah, blah. Lyons also alleged that UT's upper administration ignored and covered up. He added, quote, we have learned that UT upper administration was involved in or encouraged impermissible recruiting tactics. Blah, blah, blah. I've already said, folks, if we could go back in time, oh, I'm going to get this right, I believe. I'm going to say December of 2020. It was right at the end of the regular season. And I've already said, and I've explained this before, I, I've stopped trying to really break stuff. And I get stuff all the time, but I just slowly evolved into it. I was like, it ain't worth it. If you, you are first, nobody remembers. And if you're wrong, everybody just, you get scalded and you on it, which I don't care about that. Um, but it's like, what about your credibility? Well, he got that wrong. So I didn't try to break it anymore. I said last December, I was like, all right, folks, I've been hearing things for about a month and a half and I don't go out to try to hear things anymore. I just don't. There's just no payoff for it. I've been hearing what's going on with Jeremy Pruitt and that this is done and these two assistant coaches. I was like, I've been hearing it, and I am turned 179 degrees away from it, and I'm hearing it. And then they had that press conference where I came in the next day, and I was like, ma'am, I'm talking to – is she the president of Tennessee? I think she is. Chancellor? I was like, ma'am. These are the types of revelations that are supposed to come from the accuser. And I think it was the university president going, and I've never seen the scope and number, the breadth. I was like, that's supposed to be the attorney representing the coach, which is what I would tell the attorney representing the coach now is I already had the shock value last December. Remember we talked? I said, it's that old Southern joke. Brother, I don't believe I told that. If you don't know that joke, Google, brother. I don't believe I told that. Um, and I was talk- staring at the university president going, ma'am, hush up. And then I realized, oh, no, 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 no. She wants as much dirty laundry as possible because what they're realizing is NCAA sanctions are a lot cheaper than a payout. And they're Nebraska. Guess what Nebraska has realized? NCAA sanctions, a lot cheaper than the payout. 
Kansas, less miles. Mm. I don't believe that Michael Lyons, attorney at law, has has quite as much of a threat as he believes. I'll open the curtains. I We've seen it. Like the Tennessee football program right now, it's the stripper that still has the glove on. I mean, you know, it's kind of the tale has been told. All right. Uh, we will take a break. We'll come back and get into on field next. the king of college football no matter where you go with a new southern sports today app catch the best college football conversation in the south everywhere with the sst live stream and daily podcast downloaded now at the app store and the google play store now more of the best college football talk in the country it's the chuck oliver show i'm a big time coach wow i made a big time list Wow. I'm going to tell them to call you. I'm going to let you I'm going to let you either You're going to negotiate that? Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm, I this is the only death valley I'm concerned about right here. That's for sure. Most times I will find tooth comb a coach's response to Are you interested in the following job? With Dabo Swinney and any inquiry to his interest in taking over the LSU job, let me speak for the man. He ain't going there. There are places I would consider LSU and Baton Rouge, not one of them. And this is not to say, I'm not going to use words like right or wrong. I'm going to use a word like different. Dabo, very different than I would say a a a sort of a philosophical and attitude thread that runs through the entire LSU program. It's just not the same as, 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 as Dabo's and Dabo talks a lot about culture. And again, I'm not saying better or worse. I'm just saying way different. And to the extreme that I would say Dabo would eliminate LSU and LSU is, you know, I've always talked that there are about, there are probably 11 top five jobs because you just can't leave anybody out. If you give me a top five and I go, oh, my gosh, you're right. Now, look, and I'm like, well, Florida and Notre Dame aren't on there. But the, who, who am I going to kick out? Okay, all right, Oklahoma and Alabama, you're gone. They're like 11 top five jobs because you just can't leave any of them out. LSU's one of them. They're one of the 11 five best jobs in America. And for all the reasons that anybody listening knows, including how what I have highlighted since, I mean, like day two on my on this show, like, folks, do we know how great recruiting is in Louisiana? Ed Ogeron does. Mm, he did. I don't think he's going to be doing a whole lot of, uh, you know, just like flying to 2 a.m. to see a high school game uh, the next day, sort of travel. But um, LSU is an amazing program. Dabo is not right for that program. That program is not right for Dabo. Now, Others with, and I'm going to say, more of a uh, freewheeling style. I mean, folks, it's the Napoleonic Code's in force. I mean, it's kind of come what may. It's a different sort of place. And it is not for everybody. Start naming the best coaches in America. Just in your mind. All right, well, BYU is looking for a new head coach, and they're going to hire Nick Saban. 
What? BYU, hey, Ed Ogeron's available. Think BYU's going to hire Ed Ogeron? He's a good coach. Yeah, I'm going to say right now, pretty good chance BYU never hires Ed Ogeron. Do you see what I'm saying? There are times when ain't nothing wrong with the guy or the program. But in this case, hmm, Maybe just not a good fit. So let me speak for Dabo. There are places that you and I will have conversations about. Him going to LSU, that's not one of them. Dan, Lane Kiffin, what do you think? That's the rumor, at least, that he's supposedly very interested. That's what our good buddy Matt Moscona said the other day. Okay. Now let me just – you brought up Lane Kiffin. Before the show, I was like, Dan, what is it, Lane? And you're like, I think so. He's interested. He wants it. Um, head coach at LSU, and this is we're on in Mississippi, and I'm just going to – this is truth. And just because you don't like the truth doesn't mean you get to pick a new one. LSU is a better program than Ole Miss. Being head coach at LSU is a better job than being head coach at Ole Miss. It just is. And so it doesn't make Lane Kiffin evil. What it does is it makes Lane Kiffin realize mm, everything everything – about doing this job in Baton Rouge is better than anything about doing the job in Oxford. It's just how it is. If you don't believe me, go find the last national champion that played in the home stadium that's at 60,000 people. Because that's what it is. Programs that have a 60,000-seat stadium don't win national championships. So... If Lane is interested in the LSU job, okay, that means he's conscious. That means he can fog a mirror. And it doesn't. it's not a commentary on the Ole Miss job other than, guess what? LSU is one of the 11 five best jobs in America, and Ole Miss isn't one of the 11 five best jobs in, the, in America. Do you know what it is, though? Like, LSU is the model home in the neighborhood. You're good, too, because you're in the neighborhood. I don't know. You got chair rail. There's some crown molding. You ain't got a pool. It happens. You don't have a three-car garage. If that's the worst, if the worst thing I can say about your program is, damn, L- uh, Ole Miss, you're not LSU. If that's the worst thing I can say, you're living pretty well. And when it comes to your head coach, I promise you, they do the same thing that Florida did at, old, uh, at Mississippi State. Hey, we're here for your head coach. Sorry. What's up, Dan? I'm sorry. I took most of your time, man. Oh, you're good. I was rolling. No, you're fine. You're fine. And that's all good. But, uh, you know, now is the bye week over at Georgia. And one of the things that I've consistently noticed is about the offense and how it's run with Stetson Bennett as opposed to JT Daniels or whoever else they might run in at quarterback. And then Kirby Smart is defiant and saying, well, we can run everything that we want with Stetson Bennett out there. He can make all the throws, do all these different types of things. I dispute that based on the numbers alone. Do you know that in a game this year, the most attempts that he's had in a game is 21 against Auburn? He has not thrown more than 21 passes in a game. So you're really telling me that the offense is open with him out there? Let's compare it. Bryce Young, I think they've been in a similar or close to a similar amount of blowout games this season because I know that that's the next thing that Georgia fans throw out. Oh, a lot of blowouts. We've got to run the ball. We've got to take the air out of the ball. Bryce Young in blowout games this year. This last weekend, threw the ball 28 times. Two weeks before, when they took on Ole Miss, 26 times. When they really focused on the run that day. And then 38 times against Miami. The point is, you can have a conscious effort, even with a huge lead. It's outstanding. Absolutely true as well. And it's enough for Kirby right now to just win and move on. 
always college football time in the South. Now back to more of the king of college football, Chuck Oliver, on Southern Sports Today. All week, all year, it's all college football on the Chuck Oliver Show. Oh, and we're adding an affiliate. David, do you know about this? Dan, do y'all know? We have another one. It's going to be 55 sticks. So that's coming in. Um, it's a satellite thing. And I don't know, I'm going to say by November, maybe a week and a half, uh, we're going to have another. So it'll be 55 sticks, and that's not nothing. Speaking of not nothing, um, I don't know. This man's – he's got Super Bowl rings. Uh, he also has a website, LandryFootball.com, that is my number one stop every single morning roll out of the rack. And I got a subscription. I got a membership I pay for there in the athletic. And I'm telling you, they do two totally different things. The only two places I pay for. Uh, it is just such outstanding, top-shelf, first-hand information from Chris Landry. I want to welcome him on right now. Chris, how are you, brother? Chuck, doing good, man. How are you? Uh, I'm pretty good. Um, I mean, I'm not on the LSU coaching search list, but but I'm still doing pretty well. Um, <laughs> just give me a lowdown. There, there, there's a difference between he's on the list and he would like to be on the list. And, um, like, I'm going to – I'm going to give you my opinion. My understanding mm-hmm. is Tommy Tuberville liked being on lists. Um, that's different than you're really being considered. Who, who's being considered right now? Who's well, real? yeah, no, it's a good point. And, and really kind of being involved in a lot of coaching search work. And full disclosure, I, my thing is to evaluate coaches for administrators, but it's not like they people think it's, you know, like you're naming the coach. I'm not. It's not like they say, um, what do you think about candidate ABC? Which one would you take? It doesn't go down that way. In fact, it's very broad and you kind of fill in the blank with questions. So oftentimes I will get a feel for who's a candidate. You know, everybody will say, all right, so the LSU job, who do you know? At L- You're not going to find out from LSU because it's Scott Woodard. Um, his trusty assistant that he brought with him from, well, from Washington and A&M. Um, and they, the president, uh, William Tate, is the only people that are going to really know it. I got a board of supervisors, a member called me, trying to figure out what, what am I hearing because they, they're not hearing anything. Where I get most, a lot of it is from the other end. You know, it takes two to tango and two to make a match. And, you know, if you know agents, you know one, you know when they're lying, which is usually when their lips are moving. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you can figure out on the other end. And most of the time is it makes sense or it doesn't. So, look, I, I will say that there is there is a um, – I use this term. Um, they got an A-list of guys, and then they've got a B-list of guys. And you, the ones that are leaked out are leaked out for a reason. I'm going to do, keep plug, a podcast today on it, the Landry Football Podcast today, and I'm going to talk about kind of the behind the curtain on a coaching search and how things are done. And even to this point, Chuck, that's changed over the years. You know the political uh, – I don't know what the term is that the a trial balloon, you know, where they'll they'll take a a, a bill or something. Oh, they'll or, see how it's how the yeah, wind see yeah. how the, and, and and you know, and it's well, we've, we've never, you know, there's a lot of that that's being done in coaching searches today to throw things out a, to, to a, see if your fan base thinks about Greg Schiano without actually hiring the guy. Yeah, you know that's a good way to put it to where you can avoid and then. So you you can get that now. It may not have a tremendous impact on what you ultimately do, but it has an impact on how you go about doing it. I can remember getting a call from an assistant AD at LSU 
back when they were replacing Saban, and it was about a candidate that they were considering. It was actually somebody that Nick Saban recommended, believe it or not, and it was getting a lot of negative publicity, and they asked me would I say something nice about him because the press was calling me about, you know, this or that. And, mm-hmm. and you know, you, it's one of those things where, yeah, you'll say something nice. It's not necessarily mean you'd endorse, but they do care about kind of what the perception is, maybe not to the point of it's going to determine who they hire. It shouldn't. But uh, how they might go about – because everything is about we're going to make the hire that we think is best, and then we're going to try to sell it to our fan base and why this is the greatest hire that's ever coming down the pike because that's kind of what they do. But there's a short list. There's a there's a B list. Um, you know, the names that are thrown out are the people that are getting it, and they're good reporters and all that. I'm not saying that, but they're not getting it from the source, mm-hmm. the people that are making the decision. They're people that are in the quote-unquote, that's why they call them high up in the organ. Well, you're not getting it from the guy. And, if, and as I say, people who know don't talk and people who talk don't know. So just keep that in mind. So there are a lot of people. I can't tell you who it's going to be. Um, certainly there are people that I think would be better fits than others. But let me just say this, Chuck. There is not going to be the slam dunk feel to this hire. Everybody keeps talking about, well, he hired Kim Mulkey, who's the women's back. There is no Kim Mulkey in college football that fits the profile. Kim Mulkey was from Louisiana. She won three national championships at Baylor. And, you know, I don't really care what they do in women's basketball, but, but that was a, Oh, that's a great hire. He's going to do the same thing. That's what the fan base is thinking. They're setting some themselves up for, a disappointment because there's oh, no one. If Ryan no Day one, was from L, that's a little different. There's just not. There's just and then Ryan Day's not coming. And the the ones that are, you, you're right. I mean, the, the ones that would be like, but that that would be great if we could get that. That guy's not coming, and so it's going to be somebody that they're going to have to sell on. And that's kind of what they're quietly working behind it and then they have the people that really are not involved with it that are putting stuff out there to a create smoke screens and b to kind of get a feel for and then the other people that just write about it they throw the same 40 names out there well my goodness why don't you just add 20 more and you've covered every head coach out there i mean you're bound to get one of them right you know if 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 uh, Alan Risher had become a successful head coach with three national championships, then all right, now you got something that you can go to. It didn't turn out that way. Um, let's talk uh, random names. Let's talk Saturday afternoon, uh, LSU on the road at Ole Miss. Um, I don't know if you ever saw Cool Hand Luke, but the, the most memorable line in there is stay down. Um, I found myself yelling that at the screen to Matt Corral on Saturday. I was like, son, slide, first of all, stay down. Um, His own head coach, who coaches don't say anything about injuries anymore. You saw, I'm sure, have seen Lane Kiffin. He's like, yeah, he's in pretty Mm -hmm. bad shape. Um, Tell me what you expect the Ole Miss offense to look against LSU Saturday afternoon. I expect it to look good, and I expect it for Matt Corral to be playing. I don't I don't think there's any scenario where he's not playing um, unless there's something like a real serious and it's, you know, going to be out for a long time, something they uncovered, and I haven't heard that. I expect him to play. I expect this offense to be very good. Even with Altmaier, I think they can move the football. This is about tempo. It's about being able to, to attack. I think you can attack LSU in the, in the uh, 
you know, with the passing game. I, I don't think, though, with Matt Corral, he'll run quite as much. I don't know that he'll have to run maybe as much. But, yeah, I, I think what they do and how they do it, and sometimes that's tough to kind of uh, pardon the pun here, corral, corral, mm-hmm. meaning corral him around, hey, look, just be – let's just be judicious about the run. I, uh, he's not exactly Russell Wilson, and when no one wins run, no one wins the slide type of guy. I think that might be something that we see that differs a little bit. Uh, if he plays, when he plays, I think he's going to, as I mentioned. So that's what I think might be a little bit different. But they can still really do a good job, flood the passing lanes. And um, I think they'll be able to run the football a lot of spread looks, too. I think that they do that very effectively. And I, I think they'll have a really good game plan. Uh, there's a number of reasons why Lane wants to win this game. I mean, just the obvious ones and yep. then maybe the not-so-obvious ones. And, you know, obviously LSU is playing freer. They don't have to worry about the – uh, it, it's. I think you're going to see Lucy Goosey, the coordinators, the coaches are going to have fun on the staff, do what do what they want to do. Uh, there are going to be no hesitations and no restrictions on what they're going to do and how they're going to do it because the criticism is, you know, it's, that's all under, water under the bridge now. Before we break, uh, I want to get your opinion on third Saturday in October, and I know TV screwed that up a long time ago. But uh, Tennessee visits Tuscaloosa. Used to be the Iron. I mean, used to be in uh, in, in Birmingham as Birmingham. well. Uh, all of, all of the big games are at Legion Field. But um, Tennessee, we, you and I, I think we both agree what they are. This is way, way too much for them, in my opinion. But in 2021, Lord knows, I've had plenty of games where in the third quarter I'm going, well, I was wrong about this. Um, Give me your lowdown on Tennessee, Alabama. Well, it is a little bit, you know, stylistically the closest thing that Alabama has seen to what Tennessee does offensively is what they saw with Ole Miss. Um, Now, it's not quite the same, but what the – ideas and the thought processes that Jeff Levy and what uh, uh, Josh like to run are a lot of the similar concepts. So that is going to aid in terms of their game planning. You got to play as well. You got to be focused on it. They were hyper-focused and um, very effective in preparation for Ole Miss. If they do the same things using a lot of the same models, and I can tell you that the game plan, the the nuts and bolts of the defensive game plan is already done because it was done against Ole Miss. So now you take that and you just got to you got to play with the type of energy and focus that's going to determine whether Tennessee can keep this close or not. But look, they they ran, what, 100 plays last week. And, you know, that that has a lot to do with both. Alabama offensively is going to be able to run the football, shorten the game, do what they did against Ole Miss, I would think. So it's really all about Alabama here and what they do. There's really not much of a threat for Tennessee. Um, and people will throw out, well, we didn't see that against A&M. We didn't. Yeah, that's true. And so there's always that you never know. But barring that, I, I just think this Alabama team – uh, at least the head coach feels hopes this is the case has figured out that uh, no margin for error. And if you don't do things the right way, you can get embarrassed. And I think if that Alabama team plays with that type of focus, that's how they'll handle this game. And maybe it'll be similar to the way they handled Ole Miss. Uh, we'll see. Well, all right. I want to ask you one thing about the Bama defense quickly, because there's a phrase that I, I don't know over time, just kind of worked its way into my vocab and it's, it's game wrecker. And you know what that is. And in the SEC, you got to have game wreckers, not just a lot of good players running around. Um, Will Anderson's a game wrecker. Mm-hmm. What I have noticed over the past couple of weeks, though, is 
he is the one game wrecker on Bama's defense, and he's surrounded by a lot of really good players that play good technique, and they're, you know, they do everything they're supposed to. But it's not like it's Minka and four other guys. It's not like it's Courtney Upshaw or Orlando McClain or, or Donta Hightower and four other guys. It's, it's a lot of really good players and then one monster, one game wrecker, and that's that. That's not Bama's defense that I'm used to. Elite. Am I off on that? No, you're you're right. In fact, this is something that I think is important. And look, I understand people don't live this stuff. They they follow it and they like it. But those of us that study this, you know, there's this assumption, and and, and it's a correct assumption that Alabama recruits well. But even they have misses. If you go back over the past three or four years, there are five four or five-star defensive linemen that were going to be great that are not even on the roster anymore. You go back and look at that. So when you say, oh, this is the best player, number one, they're top five every year. If they're not there two, three years from now, this is where you got some issues. So when you want to look at, okay, why is there not more willing? Why are there not? Uh, Ashawn Robinsons and Jonathan. Now, why aren't there not three of those guys? They've not, even by their standards, haven't done as good a job evaluating the personal character, the football character, or whatever the case may be. Those guys in particular, the five that I mentioned, the, the Echofords and guys like that, they're not even there. Gone. As Nick would say, gone, gone. They, they, that's it. I hit the podium so, for you there. Yeah, there you go. And so that's so my point is, and look, you want to look at it, and then I'm, you know, Chris Owens is a good kid, and let's go on the offensive side. You got some really good young offensive linemen that I think are going to be really good. Well, you either need to get those freshmen ready, or you need to get uh, and move Chris to where he's a better fit, or you need to get somebody in the transfer portal. Or if you look at that and say, why isn't there the junior or redshirt sophomore version of a guy that's a quality tackle started that's not there so even the best of the best in terms of well they're they're alabama they they're they can get anybody it's not just that they can get anybody or you're getting the right guys and do they stay in the program no one ever goes back and look at that and say well because a lot of times that number one class may not even be top 15 when you go back and look at it three or four years from now, those guys are gone. So, and everybody deals with that. This is not a, they handle it better than anybody because they get so many good ones that even if some don't work out, there's always a redo. And with the transfer portal, it gives them another bite at the apple to go get them. But even they, to their level, struggle and they don't have enough i mean why don't they have a will allen type every year you, you know the answer is they they all seem to be at georgia right now <laughs> and you know what it, it makes me think before last thing before we break is it makes me realize i did not appreciate 18 year old jonah williams nearly enough i was like yeah he's good enough for right tackle but he'll step in i assume like that kid was amazing as a true that's freshman right. Um, that's right all and right you don't ha- and right now apparently either the guys they have they're not as comfortable with or you know maybe it's doug and you know he he's trying to do a little bit too much I, you know you don't know that i'm not in that building every day but that's that's a that's a fair point and a great point of an analogy there. All right, brother, we're going to take a quick break. We will come back in just a couple of minutes. More with Chris Landry from LandryFootball.com.
to the Chuck Oliver Show on Southern Sports Today. Continuing, Chris Landry from LandryFootball.com. Chris, uh, if somebody's listening right now and says, all right, uh, he keeps talking about it, so I'll go to LandryFootball.com. What will uh, he or she find there? Well, first of all, you get all our podcasts. You know, we the the sign up for the the Southern Sports Today app, and you can get the SEC show, all the shows that we do that that are part of this uh, great network that uh, you and and the folks at Dickey and Podcast Park have put together. So that's that you can get a lot more information there. And then obviously over at Landry Football, we we publish the pot the, the podcast there. You can see them. But we've got basically. Um, there's two functionalities. One, we kind of take you inside the film room and tell you what happened in the game. What did the film show in last week's games? And then what do we anticipate the key strategical matchups and the personal matchups for next week? That's what we do. We do it in the college, NFL level, got notebooks every day that get you all the information that you might want to need. What's going on at practices and meetings and depth charts and who's going to be available. And it's college and NFL. And so it's Baker Mayfield's not going to play this week. We kind of anticipated that yesterday. That's an NFL thing. On the college side, we've got all of that. So it's like having your own scouting department, your own coaching department, um, for less than a magazine subscription, your one-stop shopping football, wherever you want. You just want to know more about the game. You just want to know more about what's going in it. You want to learn about coaching searches, what's going on behind the scenes. Got all of that for you. So check it out. Take advantage of our football season offer. That'll get you. It's less than $10 a month, and it's cheaper than that if you get it on a year uh, basis. So we think it's a great opportunity to really get involved and in, in up your football experience. No disrespect. Um, there's almost nothing that Kenny Pickett or Pitt could do for Saturday to be about them. Um, I mean, they could turn this into Cumberland and Georgia Tech, and it wouldn't be about Pitt. Uh, this is about Clemson. They're not very good, and they're not even close to Clemson good, but I'm saying that I'm looking around the ACC, and like their offense flat out bad. Um, where are they right now in your mind? Clemson, uh, you're speaking of. They're in um, – what's the best way to describe it in quicksand? Um, it's like they they just can't get out of their own way. Um, they've tried to do things a little bit different in the open date. And, Chuck, I, look, it, it's when it goes this far south this fast, it's not a one thing. It's – Oh, yeah, there's some issues with the offensive line. Why? Well, some of it's recruiting, some of it's development. Okay, well, why? Well, then what can you do to work around the scheme to get some playmakers the ball? Have they done a good job of that? They have not. I mean, look, it's it's a really – let's point the finger in kind of in a circle, Chuck, and say some personnel issues, not a very good job of working around the personnel issues. And I've said this before. I, I don't mean this to be ugly, but but Dabo's not a fixer. He can't fix it. That's to his staff, and I think there's some voids there. He's going to have to look at that um, on the offensive side. Defensively, they play hard. They try hard, but but they're having to take maybe some unnecessary chances to where they're not as sound as they have been in the past. That's what I see. It is a real problem. Um, I didn't realize that somebody mentioned to they are underdogs to pit. Oh, they're a three-point dog. They're a three-point dog. A three-point dog to pit. And yeah. this pit, I know it's not about pit, but 
Pitt's offense is really good. This the third week of the season. You you don't you want to look at how you, people never stay the same. You either get better or get worse. They lost to Western Michigan week three. This Pitt offense is moving it in the air as good as anybody. Can, can and the quarterbacks playing well. I, yeah. I don't I don't even know who the OC is for Pitt. I, I know who the head coach is, and I figure they'll be good on the lines and play. D. I don't know who the do you know who the OC of Pitt is? Mark Whipple deserves a lot. Are of you credit. kidding? Yeah, from Miami. Well, uh, Yes, Mark has been Miami, UMass, uh, Kansas, maybe for a minute. I uh, don't remember ever okay. being in Kansas, anyway. but very, very good. Uh, now the running game hasn't been as consistent, wow. but they have used the, the power run scheme and they've used twelve personnel. They're well coached. Jared Wayne is making some big time play. They're they're really good. they dominated Virginia Tech. This oh, absolutely is, they did. This looks like look. This is all relatively speaking. They look like the best team in the ACC. Now it doesn't mean that, and they're five and one overall. And you know, but we got like thirty seconds. Go ahead. But you know, I just don't know how how that we can rely on them winning out because I think this week is going to be a challenge for them. They win this week, it's going to be hard for them to catch them in the coastal. So we'll see. All right, brother. I appreciate it as always, Chris. We'll do it again in seven days, man. Thank you. Hey, thank you so much. Take care. All right, Chris Landry from LandryFootball.com. Yeah, pick it. I'm going to go back and check. I think they've scored more than 40 points every game this year. And Pickett is in – he may be – it's at least his fifth year. It might be his sixth, but I think it's his fifth year. And senior, really experienced quarterback. Um, it's just working for him right now. And if they win, folks, they could be 6-1 and one undefeated in the ACC. <laughs> Suddenly the ACC thinks they may be back in the playoff chase. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.